The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Medea, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Welcome back to part two of the Forever Fab podcast. This is my interview with Tony Breidinger. Now, Tony, in addition to a stock car race car driver, you're a role model. What do you think you'd like to teach or instill in girls or boys or whomever? What legacy do you want to leave? There are so many things I feel like I want to teach people. Just, you know, looking back at what I wish I knew when I was, you know, 13 years old, there's so many things that I would tell myself and it's you know, the same type of things that I want to, you know, share with other people and inspire other people to think like and be like, um, I would say the biggest thing is confidence is so important. I feel like, you know, when you're at that, you know, teenager age, and, you know, I feel like everyone experiences it, but especially when you're a teenager, a lot of people lack in, you know, the confidence department. And I think like the biggest thing is don't be afraid to be the first you, Mm. even if no one else is doing it, even if you don't see anyone doing what you're trying to do or what you want to do, still go for it. Like, why does that even matter? Just do your thing and do what you're passionate about. Um, But yeah, I would say the biggest thing is, you know, don't be afraid to be the first you. I love that. I'm quoting it and it will be retweeted (laughs) and spread all over the social media universe. Thank you for that. I think that's brilliant. Thank you. Now you are competing on the NASCAR circuit. That's a pretty big deal. I'm sure things happen that you didn't anticipate. As you mentioned earlier, maybe a tire goes out. Maybe there was a little slick on the road that nobody anticipated and God forbid it all works. You know, it's all fine in the end, hopefully. But how do you transfer dealing with sort of negative circumstances or adversity? How do you transfer your preparation for that off of the track and into life? Yeah, I was just talking to my team owner kind of about this subject. And he said, you have to have a short memory. Like if something (laughs) bad happens out there on the track, you better forget about it the next lap and keep going. Um, So I kind of think that way in life, like, you know, like, take from the negative, learn from it, but forget about it, move on. That's in the past and just focus on forward and what's in the present and future. That makes a lot of sense. Keep moving forward. That's what you do best. (laughs) Now, what do you do thinking of speaking of, you know, having a short memory and trying to forget the past or learn from it, but keep it where it should be in the past. How do you de-stress? How do you decompress from your day? Do you have a wellness or well-being routine or any wellness rituals? Yeah, honestly, I'm trying to work on that myself. I'm not always the best with, you know, taking time for myself. I feel like I'm always working. And uh, sometimes I kind of feel like some sort of pressure on myself when I'm not working. So I'm trying to, you know, get away from that and let myself know it's okay to like take time and to relax a little bit. Um, but really for me, I just love just 
quiet or just hanging yeah, out with friends, yeah. grabbing a goodbye to each or just like even sitting with friends and not even like talking, just like being in the presence and just kind of hanging out and chilling. I think for me, like on my free time right now, just because I'm always doing something that's chaotic and loud at the racetracks and all that kind of stuff. I feel like just kind of some quiet and chill time with um, people that I'm close with and people that mean a lot to me. Wonderful. And I, I'm, I'm presuming that one of those people is your sister, Annie. Yes. Uh, I actually don't get to see her that often because she's on um, the other side of the country. Um, but I am going to see her in a couple weeks at my next race. So I'm really excited. But wonderful. yeah, she's the best. Like automatically when I talk to her, I just feel like this sense of like calmness and comfort. Yeah. Well, she is your twin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so you understand each other at a minimum. <laughs> yes, definitely. We know each other like no one else. For sure. And does, does she race also? Do you sort of compete with each other whenever you do get together? So she used to race. Basically, we grew up racing with each other all up until we got to like senior year of high school when she chose, you know, college. And then I chose the route of trying to be a race car driver. I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, she moved to Indiana, went to Purdue. And uh, she has a degree in mechanical engineering. And she has an amazing job with Apple right now. So wow. she's killing it. Yeah. Yes, you both are. Okay, runs in the family. <laughs> now, what are some of your aspirations, Tony? Is there a track you want to race, a specific car you want to drive? What is next for you? Yeah, you know, I would say, you know, short-term goals. What's next for me is, you know, my race coming up. It's in Phoenix, Arizona. I would love to get, you know, my best finish of the season. I'm with a new team, so I just want to get them like a solid good win to end the season on. It's the last one of the season. So that's kind of like my short term goal. And then um, my next big race coming up is Daytona. So I think oh. you know, that would be really, really cool. That'd be next year. But um, yeah, that's the first race of the season. So I feel like that's what my eyes are going to be on next after, after the season's over. Now, those are your career aspirations. Do you have any aspirations or hopes outside of your career that don't involve racing? Yeah, I have, you know, aspirations in like the fashion world, you know, I would love to be on a cover magazine, I would feel like that's kind of like my next goal. Um, like I said before, I have like this campaign coming out with FP movement. So that's going to be really exciting. I love working with them. Um, and then yeah, you know, I have like long term goals, where I want to do more than just business stuff, I somehow want to help, you know, other younger girls to pursue things. I'm not sure exactly what I want to do yet, but I just want to help people at the end of the day. Yeah. That's kind of what I want to leave my mark on. Um, but yeah, I would say for like next year's goals, you know, Daytona and then maybe like some more stuff in the fashion world would be really amazing. So if someone were to grant you this fashion cover, which yes. magazine would it be? Um, definitely which both. <laughs> Your dream magazine. Yes. Mine too, but I'm not sure I'll get a cover. <laughs> I've, gotten a few I've gotten a few mentions on Vogue.com in the past. Oh, nice. not, not sure about the cover. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I, I have other skills. <laughs> okay, so who or what has been an unexpected teacher in your life? This could be a person or an experience. What, what person or what experience did you have where you thought, oh my gosh, this actually taught me something really valuable? Um, good question. Thank you. <laughs> I would say, 
you know, I've had a lot of teachers in my life, you know, with racing, you have coaches and your team owners that, you know, give you instruction. I definitely have learned from them, but I wouldn't say they're unexpected. You know, if I'm with a team, I expect to learn from you and for you to teach me. Um, I would say someone unexpected, honestly, my sister, which is kind of funny because, you know, I would never think that she would be the one to teach me things because we're the same age. It's like how, like, you're not going to teach me stuff. We're the same <laughs> learning life together. Um, but I've definitely learned a lot from her and uh, she has qualities that I really look up to and I strive to be more like. Um, so yeah, I would say my sister is someone unexpected that I've learned some stuff from. That's cool. We're going to take that audio and this clip and we will send it to you. So you may send it to her Yes. <laughs> as a, just because, you know, video card, like, you know, sis Annie, I love you. And this is one. I always tell her, I always talk about her all the time and I make fun of her because when she was in college and I would visit her, her yeah. friends would be like, I had no idea Annie had a twin sister. I'm like, <laughs> Annie, I talk about you all the time. I hype you up. Nobody knows I exist in your world. And meanwhile, about you, she's crickets, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me uh, one thing that most people do not know about you. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm, okay. I would say a lot of people don't realize I'm a twin until I say it. I feel like that's unexpected, but mm -hmm. I also am always talking about it. I feel like I'm always talking about Annie. Um, one thing that people don't know is maybe I'm like left-handed. I feel like that's kind of different. I feel like people always point that out when I'm writing. They're like, oh, you're left-handed. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. It's like not an average thing. Right. Um, but yeah, so those are kind of like the two things that people kind of get caught off guard. <laughs> and are you and Annie fraternal twins or identical twins? Yeah, so we're fraternal. We look completely different. She actually has really? curly hair. Yeah, it's crazy and we have totally different personalities it's pretty funny that's pretty cool i love genetics i, I just love right. the way that, that works okay now what is your personal beauty or skincare routine Ooh, i definitely i definitely love my skincare routine i think that's super essential especially with being in a sweating gross helmet for multiple hours <laughs> um definitely important to make sure you know you cleanse everything detox your skin um, but I would say my go-to is like washing my face. I like to use very gentle products, nothing harsh. Um, but yeah, I love to use like the CeraVe hydrating mm. face wash. It's probably my favorite. It's like very gentle. Um, and their lotion. I feel like less is more. You don't want to like overload your skin with all this like harsh stuff. Um, so for me, just kind of more like natural skincare products. Yeah, got it. And in terms of your makeup, do you have any, is there like one one beauty product you absolutely cannot live without, whether it's makeup or skincare. Mm. One, like you were, you know, someone, you were going to the moon on another Jeff Bezos, you know, trip. And um, you were told one thing, sister, one beauty product. What is it? I would have to say, this is kind of, I don't even know if this is a beauty product. So I kind of want to answer this in two parts. Sure. But I have like an obsession with chapstick. Like I have <laughs> raced with chapstick in my pocket before. Not like I'm going to put it on while I'm racing, but right. I always have it on me. Like I have a tiny little pocket in my race suit and I always just have chapstick in there. Right. I just have like a weird obsession if my lips are ever chapped. Um, but that's also not really like a beauty product. I would say for beauty, I kind of go with mascara. That's yeah. what I go to. I feel like I, I've always loved like big lashes so yeah, yeah. we sh uh, we share those too I, I I'm not a chapstick person but the whole chap lips thing is yeah. so like 
yeah. not, <laughs> not for me. It's, it's exactly. one of the things I cannot deal with. So I always have lip balm. I put one in every bag, in yeah. every coat pocket. You know, it's just like, where's my lip gloss? Yes. <laughs> and also lashes. If I, I don't wear makeup unless I'm going to a special event. Um, but if I had to do one thing where it's like, oh, let me just do something. I agree with you. It would be mascara. Oh, yeah. It's a game changer for sure. It is for sure. Now, you are of Lebanese and American descent. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Correct. Yeah. Ha has your culture had any influence on your career, on your <laughs> philosophy of life, on on how you live your life? Yeah, definitely. You know, my mom was born in Beirut and she definitely, you know, brought a lot of things um, from what she learned over there and her culture over there. She's definitely... Um, you can tell she's from there. She has definitely held on to her roots for sure. And I feel like um, I really embrace that ever since I was a kid. And I still embrace it today. And um, she's taught me things that have been really important. And um, just culture wise, I feel like I feel very in touch with that part of me, um, which I'm very grateful for. So yeah, my mom's very in touch with her roots and really raised um, me and my twin sister, Annie and our brother um, with her values. Yeah. What, um, what little I know about the Lebanese culture, I learned from friends when I was in college, but also on a relatively recent trip to Beirut. And I absolutely fell in love with the people and the culture. And I really do hope I'm able to go back soon one day and just, you know, immerse myself in Beirut and all things Lebanese. It is really a rich, mm -hmm. warm, friendly, passionate, culture and I think it's fantastic so tell your mother I, I love her <laughs> don't want to cook for you <laughs> okay great I'll, I'll accept well Tony this has been quite an exhilarating interview thank you so much for your time this brings us to the last question which I call the fab five and the fab five question is what are your top five recommendations for living a beautiful and fabulous life. Top five. Okay. Yeah. I'll write these um, down. Number one is get good sleep. That is so essential. You will be in so much of a better mood. You just need to make sure you get enough sleep. I feel like that's just number one. You need yeah. to sleep enough. Um, number two, which I'm not always good at is but hydrating. I feel like that's super important. Um, helps, you know, flush out any anything in your body. And just, I feel like that's what really makes somebody like glow. Like you just know, yeah. like hydrate a bunch. Yes. Um, yes. Drink enough water. Very important. Um, I think, you know, surrounding yourself with really good people and eliminating toxic people in your life. Um, I feel like it doesn't matter if you've been friends with them for 10 years, if they're toxic, cut them out. <laughs> Not yep. get that. Um, two more. Okay. I would also say, um, setting goals for yourself and writing lists or writing in your journal every morning. I do it every morning. I think that's very important. That's really changed my life. Um, I feel like it helps you just get grounded, helps you get focused and just set like a good tone for your day in the morning. Excellent. And then um, last but not least, ooh, I would say do things that make you happy and do it for yourself, not for someone else. Two things that make you happy. I love it. I yes. love it. And and on top of that, is there anything else you'd like to let me or our listeners know before we sign off with you? Um, I would say kind of going back to what I said earlier is don't be afraid to be the first you. Confidence is seriously everything. It's life-changing. And 
Um, even if you aren't super confident, fake it till you make it. I have done that for a long time. <laughs> to that point of being confident, just fake it till you make it and um, you'll get there. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Tony, for your time and what an exciting career you've had so far. And I'm sure this is going to continue to be even more exhilarating and exciting. You are definitely, you have definitely collected a number of firsts and I'm sure you will keep accumulating more firsts. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. Thank you. It's so great talking with you. I appreciate it. Pleasure is mine. Thank you for listening to this week's Forever Fab podcast with my fabulous guest, Tony Breidinger. If you feel inspired by Tony's story, support her mission to continue racing to the top and buy her merch at tonybreidinger.com. Thank you, Tony, so very much. Thank you. We'll see you next time on the next go around. Oh, yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> see you then. Take care. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.